Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Beth. My kids are back to school today. <gasps> Lucky. First day. <laughs> I know. Except there's so much right before school and the first week of school and all that. Oh my gosh. I'm about to lose my mind. Yeah, I've been getting all of the like back to school kind of emails and they've mm-hmm. just been like getting shoved off and like mm-hmm. left unread because I haven't. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to look at it because I got to get school supplies because we're, we have three, well, from today, two weeks we start. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, it's yeah, going to come really fast. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. It's going to sneak mm-hmm. up on you. And, um, sports too, like all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's just been ridiculous. And I'm so excited to be recording because I want to brain dump <laughs> all of this information so that yeah. I can make room for something else for like five minutes. <laughs> I know. And that's what it is, five minutes, because then we're back to researching for another one. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we have Serial Killer September coming up next month. And so we do Serial Killers on your Monday feed. And then over on the Patreon, we do some survivor stories. So you get the little mix in there. It's like everyone's favorite month, except us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot. It's, it's a lot and it's heavy mm-hmm. and, you know, but we get it in there for you once a year because people mm-hmm. really like serial killers. Um, I have to tell you a funny story. So we do this thing on Instagram every now and then that's like curiosity from the closet where we ask a question to you guys and see what you write in. And we just like learn funny things about you. And I did one, was it last week? The week before that said, if you were in trouble, who would be the first person you would call? Oh gosh. I never answered that one. Cause I usually try and answer them too, because I was out of town and I just didn't. Anyway. But I did see those. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) And the the responses were funny. It was like uh, my mom, um, my sister, somebody said my best friend because it probably means that she was right about something, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) Um, Anyway, cute little answers. And we share the answers so you can see. Um, They're anonymous, but it's cute to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying this to my husband, Wes. I'm like, who would you call? (laughs) He said... 911. And I was like, oh my gosh, duh. And he goes, I mean, I already put that for my emergency contact. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, like when you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital and you check in and they're like, who's your emergency contact? He puts 911. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. He's like, no, I'm serious. That's literally what I put. Are I was you like, kidding? Wes, you have to put me or like at least your dad or somebody like that. And he's like, what are you going to do? I don't want him to call you. You can't do anything. I want him to call an ambulance. <laughs> call the dang police. I'm like, dude, that's not the point. <laughs> like, I was like, they're going to do that. They want to know who do we contact to let know that's an emergency that has happened. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what I told him. I'm like, this is why they do that. This is why it's on there. Is so that a family member knows so that I can come sit with you on your deathbed or whatever should the need arise. <laughs> Or like bring you something. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> I'll start putting you. 
Why do I like I my my head I'm like that is such a West thing to do. Isn't it though? <laughs> Isn't it though? It is such a West thing. <laughs> it was so funny. Because I thought he was joking. I'm like, that's so clever. That's so funny. And he's like, no, I'm dead serious. I literally but 911. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really can't wait to tell Emery that. <laughs> Shows how much faith he has in me. He's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't want your help. I want a trained medical professional. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I've been holding that to tell you because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That might, have been, is. might be my favorite story I ever told on here. <laughs> Favorite West story, at least, right? Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute, the Miles are the yeah, kid stuck in the tree story. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, anyway. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, also, this case that I am going to do today, I didn't mention it in the episode, but there is a book on the case. Mm-hmm. And so I will be giving that book away. So come and find us over on the social so that you can enter to win that. Um, we've had a couple people write in that have like missed giveaways and then mm-hmm. hear about it later and are like, wait, I want to get a book too, or like the chance to get a book. So you really do have to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. And we only put it up for like a 48 hour period. So like mm-hmm. you got to get on there quick and do what you need to do to enter and um, then we'll do the drawing. And it's a lot of fun. We have been mailing out books left and right, which is yeah. great. Um, people are really enjoying them. We're getting pictures of people who have read them and they're passing them along to some other closet sisters. And so that's been really fun. So mm-hmm. yes, there's love a that. book for this one. So come and find us so that you can enter to win uh-huh. at some awesome. point this week. Right. Yes. When, when I get my brain working and can put it up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and I, this is just totally like just in my head. Cause maybe that's not what happens, but I feel like we usually like post about the like story on a Monday and then maybe the Tuesday is the giveaway or like, mm-hmm. it's not or like usually... a Wednesday. So it's like Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. Right. And then it's Friday we'll give it away. Usually Monday that we do it. No. You know, the episode drops. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, you gotta, you gotta stay tuned over there. To, so you catch it. Um, anyway, what do you have? Do you have anything? Uh, no, if I did, I it exited my mind the minute I laughed at that West story. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone go update your emergency contact and make sure that it is something that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like Check I'm in with your partners to make sure that theirs makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I kind of almost want to, next time I go to the doctor, like write 911 and, yeah. or like just the police and <laughs> see if they say anything like, um, <laughs> <laughs> any specific police person <laughs> no like yeah. the, no well I, and then i could be like no you know the group the police yeah um, <laughs> got their number <laughs> are they still alive <laughs> probably not i don't know yeah. <laughs> oh man anyway all right well i do have a case for you today all righty i'm ready and okay let's do that Okay, friends, today 
we are going to be doing a case that was suggested by our listener, Lex, over on Instagram. Thanks, Lex. Yeah. Let me tell you about Lex. Lex lives in Wetumpka. Oh, that's the one? <laughs> Wetumpka, Alabama. So she mentioned recently that she listened to our episode on Anna Caldwell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that happened in Wetumpka. And so she was surprised by it because she said nobody oh. covers cases from there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This case is not in Wetumpka, however. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so for today's case, we're actually heading to Portland. <gasps> like oh, Maine or Oregon? Oregon. Okay. The Portland mm. you were just in. Yes. 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 Oh, exciting. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. So this is the case of Kyron Horman. Okay. It is unsolved. Yes. And it is old. I mean, odd, not old. It's like, it's not that old. <laughs> it's not old at all. <laughs> nope. It's odd. Um, so I'll be really interested to hear like what your take is on it and uh, what our listeners say about it. Um, this is about a child, but there is nothing about his murder. Um, so like if you don't like a child case, but still want to listen, this is a good one because nothing like okay. graphic in any way is going to be happening okay. today. Okay. Okay. So Kyron Richard Horman was born on September 9th of 2002 in Portland. This makes him a Virgo. Mm. So Virgos are very um, detail-oriented, very analytical. They're smart cookies. Um, this is just random, but I think the other case, which is probably not too far off of this one, wasn't that person a Virgo, Virgo too? Is it weird that we both had Virgo cases? August 30th. You said September oh, yeah. 9th, right? That's a so Virgo. They're... Yeah, oh, Virgo. Isn't that weird? Weird? Mm, oh, yeah. Sorry. The stars aligned. So Kyron's parents are Kane Horman and Desiree Young. The names in this case are so fun, by the way. Like Kane, cool name. Kyron, mm -hmm. cool name. Desiree, mm -hmm. pretty name. Yes, all different. They're not just like the typical run. John. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Kane and Desiree got married in 2000. And at that time, Desiree had a two-year-old son from a previous relationship. So they became a blended family. Desiree got pregnant with Kyron in 2002. But when she was eight months pregnant, mm -hmm. Kane and Desiree divorced. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yes, she was very pregnant. I do not know the reason mm -hmm. why they divorced, but I'm going to tell you this and we can deduce. Okay. Kane met another woman named Terry around that same time. And basically as Desiree moved out, Terry moved in. Yeah. Okay. So Terry also had an older son from a previous marriage. So they got together in 2002 and lived together, but they didn't get married until 2007. Okay. Oh, so he married Terry. Okay. He got married it. Terry. Yes. So they got married in 2007. And then in 2008, they had a daughter who her name was Kiara, which is also a cool name. Gosh. I mean, I feel bad for Terry. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I know. Right. <laughs> Don't feel bad for Terry. Okay. Okay. Terry was a former bodybuilder, by the way. Oh. Just a little fun fact, mm -hmm. like competitive bodybuilder. She wasn't bad either. I will say mm. So Desiree and Kane shared custody of Chiron. So they mm -hmm. both had like 
joint custody of him until 2004. In 2004, Desiree was diagnosed with a very serious kidney disease that required some pretty extensive treatment. So Kane agreed to take on primary custody of Kyron to like help her out because she was Mm -hmm. sick. Right. So Kyron lived primarily with Kane and Terry. And um, eventually Desiree also remarried a man named Michael Young and they moved about four and a half hours away to Medford, Oregon. So okay. south. Desiree was a huge part of Kyron's life. She spoke to him on the phone every single day and had regular weekend visits with him. So he would come the four okay. and a half hours, spend the weekend with her and her husband and her older son. Like she was an involved mom. Terry was also a very involved stepmom. She stayed at home with her kids. So she was at home. She had an older son, remember, and then Kyron and then the baby girl. Mm -hmm. She volunteered at school. She participated in all the school sports functions. Like she was just a normal, very Mm -hmm. involved mother. She loved all kids. And from all accounts, she treated Kyron like her own son. And she was a great mom. Kyron was cute. He was so cute. Little nugget. (laughs) He had brown hair. I know you said you saw a picture. He had brown hair. He had glasses. Um, I feel like when I, because I haven't seen a picture of him in a while, but I feel like I always think of the, um, oh my gosh, what's that show with the little kid? The human head brain weighs eight pounds. Oh my gosh, Jerry Maguire. Yes, Jerry Maguire. That kid. Yes, That's who I picture I when I see him. <laughs> that actually is kind of true. He's mm-hmm. real cute like that. Mm-hmm. And he was very, he was shy very reserved, very smart. Um, He loved art and he played soccer. He loved Legos, cars. Get this. He wanted to be a detective and was super interested in forensics. Oh, oh my gosh. At a young age. Wow. That's cool. Super young. Mm -hmm. So in 2010, when our case takes place, Kyron was seven Mm -hmm. and he was in the second grade at Skyline Elementary School in Portland. Okay. On Friday, June 4th, 2010, Terry, stepmom, took Kyron to school along with her 18-month-old daughter. So it was nearing the end of the school year, and that day the school was doing a science fair. Mm-hmm. So Kyron had made a beautiful project and diorama on red-eyed tree frogs, mm-hmm. and he was going to be presenting it in his classroom that morning. So they got to school around eight o'clock. Terry helped Kyron carry in his project and helped him set it up at his desk. And then she stayed to watch him present it, you know, Mm -hmm. took some pictures of him, like the normal stuff. Then Kyron wanted to walk around to the other classrooms to see what other kids' projects were on. Mm -hmm. So Terry went along with him to do that. At around 8.45, the science fair it was like wrapping up and they'd seen everything that Kyron wanted to see. So Terry walked Kyron up the stairs to the second floor, which is where his classroom was. She got to the top of the stairs. She's holding the baby. His classroom is in eye shot of her down, right down a straight hallway. She mm-hmm. waves to him, says goodbye. And she watches as he walks down the hallway. Terry then left and went about her day at three 30 Terry Kane, who had come home from work by this point, and their daughter walked to the bus stop to meet Kyron to get off the bus. Normal. This is what they do every day. Mm -hmm. At first, the bus just drove by without stopping. 
But then it stopped and turned around and came back. And the bus driver was confused to see them because he told them that Chiron wasn't on the bus that afternoon. Mm. So he was like, what are you guys doing here? They said, well, we're waiting for Chiron. And he was like, well, I don't have Chiron. He's not here today. Hmm. So they called the school to see if Chiron had just missed the bus. Chiron's teacher told them that he had been absent all day after the science fair. Oh, I was like, all day? Didn't he present and then walk around? So the way that they had it that morning was the science fair was from like eight to nine. And then Mm -hmm. classes were not going to start. Like no one had to be in their classroom in their seat until like nine or nine 30 or whatever the allotted time was. So yes, they had seen him at the science fair, but the teacher actually said that when he didn't show up for class, she wasn't concerned because she just thought that Kyron had left with Terry Hmm. because she had seen Terry there that morning. Wouldn't it be odd for Terry to not say I'm taking Kyron. We just, I don't know. Yes, it would be mm-hmm. odd for her not to mention it. But at the same time, the teacher has umpteen however mm-hmm. many kids. And there was a lot of people in the school that day. Yeah. So Kane and Terry drove to the school. That's when they talked to the teacher about it. And the teacher said, well, I didn't call you. I thought she, he was with you. You know, you had the baby. Maybe they had an appointment, you know, doctor's appointment, whatever. I don't know. But they found Kyron's jacket and backpack still in his classroom. Oh, yeah. So he hadn't even come back to get that, which is Mm -hmm. weird. Right. So no one at the school remembered seeing Kyron after he was seen walking around with Terry. So that's the last that they remember seeing him. So Terry didn't see him walk into the classroom. She just walked to the top of the stairs and he was walking to the classroom when she left. That is what she says. Correct. Which... I don't know that I would watch mine walk all the way in if they're with their buddies and, you know. No, 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 no. They're in the hallway. Yeah. Okay. So Kane and Terry reported Kyron missing. And then they also called his mom, Desiree, who immediately started the four and a half hour drive to Portland because Mm -hmm. remember she lives away. So because there had been a science fair going on at the school, there were a lot of extra people coming in and out of the building, parents, grandparents, family, friends, siblings. It wasn't a normal morning. Mm -hmm. It was actually estimated that there were about 400 extra people in the school that day. Oh, wow. Like not all at one time, but just like, you know, coming and going. And because it was an event, the normal like signing in protocol wasn't being done. Mm -hmm. Like the school was just open. So this was very alarming to police. So they were wondering if maybe he had wandered out of the school alone, like unnoticed, Hmm. Or if someone had come into the building and taken him mm-hmm. and like, how would they even know how to keep track of who all was there? So police began organizing massive searches of the woods surrounding the school. So this school is in Portland, but it is very remote. Mm-hmm. Like it is surrounded by woods and like a river behind it. And so they kind of focused their search around like a two mile radius of where the school was thinking if he left on his own and wandered off. He's seven. He probably didn't get far. So they had people on horseback. They had aerial searches, dogs, people on foot. They made state statements to the public requesting any information about anyone who have may have seen Chiron in the building. Who was he with? Was he leaving? Missing person flyers and posters were put up and anyone that they knew to be at the school for anything were interviewed. So like Mm -hmm. teachers, parents that they knew were there, like, or they would put out a plea to say like, if you were at the school on this day, maybe you don't think you saw something, but come talk to us and let us ask you. Mm -hmm. 
the community cooperated. Everyone was like coming out in droves, but days go by with no sign of Kyron, mm. which is just crazy. That yeah. He disappears from his second floor hallway. Right. In his school building. So strange. Like so some, strange. He, it's somebody he knew. I feel like it had to be. Hold on to that. That's actually yeah. a very good point. Mm. So local and state police were involved, and also the FBI became involved. 300 trained rescuers searched the woods near and around the school for 10 days. Over 1,300 searchers from Oregon, Washington, and California made it the largest search in Oregon's history. Wow. Even today. Mm-hmm. A $25,000 reward was offered that was later increased to 50000 Searchers also searched a nearby island called Suave Island, which was just across the river from the school. So it was like mm-hmm. there was the school and then a bridge that went across the river that led to an island that was pretty like sparse. Mm-hmm. Like it was remote. There wasn't a lot on that island, but they did search it. And they also searched that river as well. The four parents, so Kane and Terry, and then Desiree and her husband, Michael, attended a press conference and presented a very united front. They were crying. They were consoling one another and pleading for Kyron's safe return. Mm-hmm. Police, as you would imagine, look very heavily into Kyron's family because that's what we do in true crime. We start in, work our way out. So they looked at Kane and Terry because that's who he lived with. Kane was confirmed to have been at work all day that day. So he was mm-hmm. very quickly cleared. Kyron's mom, Desiree, and stepdad, Michael, were also confirmed to have both been at their jobs in Medford, which was four and a half hours away. Right. So they were both cleared. So that leaves Kyron's stepmom, Tara, Terry, who is arguably the last person mm-hmm. to have like seen him. So let's talk about Terry's timeline. On that mm-hmm. Friday. Let's talk about what she did. Okay. According to her. Well, some of it's verified, but okay. Okay. Do you have a question? Well, I was going to ask a question, but I think I, I remembered you already answered it. People did see him at the school that morning. 100%. And okay. I will tell you how we know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at 8 a.m., Terry, Kyron, and baby sister get to Skyline Elementary School. From 8 to 8.45, Terry is confirmed as being seen helping Kyron set up his project, being in the classroom with him, and walking around to other classrooms. Remember, she volunteered at the school. People knew mm-hmm. Terry. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be like a mom that's never shown up at the school. Like she had friends at the school, she knew people. She also had photos that she had taken of Kyron oh, right. in yeah. his class on her phone. Mm-hmm. She left the school at 845 with her daughter, with the baby, and went to a Fred Meyers grocery store to like pick up a few things. So she left at 920. Her and the baby were seen on CCTV footage, no Chiron, and she had a time-stamped receipt mm-hmm. okay. of like the items that she purchased. Okay. So one of the things that she was trying to get from the store was some like Motrin or ibuprofen for her daughter because she had an ear infection. But that Fred Myers was out of that mm. medication. So she went to another Fred Myers location and bought that medicine. Again, she's seen on CCTV with the baby and she has a receipt for the medicine that is time stamped. No Chiron. At 940, 
she dropped off some dry cleaning, which is confirmed by the dry cleaning people. Mm -hmm. Then from 9.50 to 10.10, she is seen on CCTV footage at a craft store with the baby. Okay. From 10.10 to 11.39, Terry is not seen on any surveillance footage or by any witnesses. So she's essentially unaccounted for. So it's about 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So she claimed that she was driving around in her truck with her daughter trying to soothe her because she had an ear infection. I mean, that's possible. I think we feel like we've all driven around trying to get him to go to sleep and <laughs> or keep him asleep. <laughs> I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's not a soothe for an ear infection. You need like hot compresses, but okay. Well, yeah. And also her daughter's not a newborn. I feel like that's a very newborn thing. Like oh, true. I'm six forgetting months her age. Or less. She, yeah, yeah, she's like 18 months old. This is a toddler. Mm-hmm. And now my toddlers fell asleep in the car all day long. But like, I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not what I did with them when they were 18 months old and they had ear infections. Mm-hmm. So her cell phone did ping on Suave Island, which is why investigators searched that island. Why was but she on it? It's nearby, you're Mm. driving around, you know, no reason particularly that she says. She actually claimed that she didn't go to Suave Island and there's no way that her cell phone pinged there because there's no cell phone towers. But I don't know. Well, but also how accurate specifically (laughs) are those pings? Well, it's just an area, right? That you. I mean, it's 2010, accurate enough to search it. How about that? Right, right. Okay, so unaccounted for for 90 minutes till 1139. 11.40, Terry walks into the gym. Hmm. She put her daughter in the gym daycare and worked out for an hour until 12.40. She then claimed to have gone home with her daughter, but again, is technically unaccounted for because she's just Mm -hmm. at home. She did post the photo of Chiron from the mm-hmm. science fair on Facebook at one twenty. Okay. So she's saying she left the gym at 1240, went home by one twenty. She's posting Chiron science fair today. Look at his project on red tree frogs. Isn't he cute? I have a question though. Okay. Um, she's driving around for 90 minutes, soothing a child with an ear infection, but then is able to bring the child to the gym daycare. That is a great question, which okay. she responds because she had given her the moat trip. Okay. Okay. Which is fair, but like mm-hmm. also don't take your six kids, sick kids to no. the gym here. Like don't do that. Mm-hmm. So also in the photo that she posted on Facebook, which I am going to post actually, he has a CSI t-shirt on. <gasps> I know. Oh. Too much. Bless his little heart. I know. Okay. So Kane came home from work around three mm-hmm. and at three 30, they all went to the bus stop to meet Kyron, which is when they learned that he was missing. So Terry was cooperative and police did search their home and their property and her car, but there was no evidence of foul play or that anything had happened to Kyron in either of those places. However, Terry did fail two polygraphs which she claimed to have failed because she is deaf in one ear 
and she couldn't hear the questions well. And the person asking the questions was behind her. So she couldn't like read their lips, which, okay. but wouldn't you be like, I can't hear you. Right. That, why would that make you nervous? Cause that's something you're dealing with in your life in general. And that's not a, you know, cause that, isn't that what it picks up on is nerves and right. Yeah. Heart rate, blood pressure, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Physiological response. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Then in late July or I'm sorry, late June. So a couple weeks after Chiron disappeared, police get a bomb dropped on them. So a landscaper named Rudy came forward. So he claimed that he had been doing some work at Kane and Terry's property. And that in January of 2010, which is five months before Chiron's disappearance, Terry had approached him and asked him to help her kill her husband. He said that she offered him a lot of money to Hmm. do it. Interestingly, and this is a side note, but I just did find it interesting. Kane didn't even know that they had a landscaper because Terry had hired the landscaper behind his back and was telling Kane that her older son was doing the yard work. Because Kane was like, well, he needs to get out and do something and like help around the house. And so she was like, oh, yeah, I'll have him do the yard, but then hired a landscaper and didn't tell him and was pretending like it was her son, which is irrelevant, but also just like, who are you, Terry? Like, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, in my opinion. Even if you're just trying to help your kid out and like, Oh yeah, you're do you're doing the yard work. Just tell him you're doing the yard work. Still, Make your still shady yard work. He was like a no, teenager. Anyway, it's shady stuff. Okay, so this landscaper actually very adamant gave a formal deposition testimony on what happened, and he actually ended up wearing a wire and met with Terry to try to get her to like admit, like, remember that one time when you mm-hmm. offered me money, but she didn't. Like, nothing mm-hmm. came of it. But this is like weeks later. Like she probably knows they have her number. Mm -hmm. So Terry denied that she ever offered anybody money to kill Kane, that she didn't want Kane killed. She didn't want him dead. But something in Kane believed this. Like Mm -hmm. some, I don't know what it was, but he did not like it. So on June 28th, 24 days after his son disappeared, Kane filed for divorce from Terry and was granted a restraining order against her and got sole custody of their daughter. Oh, wow. So somebody believed this. I was just going to say he had evidence or something that, yeah. Right. The police believed it. I mean, they gave him the restraining order. He was like, I am out. You're shady. Mm Bye-bye. So in August of 2010, two months after Chiron went missing, police announced that they were looking for a person a man mm-hmm. seen by two witnesses setting in Terry's truck outside of the school during the science fair. Mm-hmm. So there were two witnesses that came forward that were at the school that said, we, we saw Terry's truck. There was a man in there waiting. So police released a flyer to the public. The flyer had Kyron's photo, a photo of Terry and photos of her truck. And they were asking the public if they had seen Terry the day that Kyra went missing or if they had seen her vehicle. And if so, where? 
who all was in it, like mm-hmm. come forward. So they're looking hard into Terry. Mm-hmm. Like they're releasing this out in the media. So this man that people saw never came forward and was never identified. Hmm. So we don't actually know if there was a person in her truck or who it was or anything like that. So at that point, once this flyer was released with her photo and her vehicle on it, she became uncooperative with police at that point. Mm -hmm. They asked her to do another polygraph test because at that point she had said, well, I failed because I couldn't hear. So they were like, okay, we can fix it. Come back in. She refused. Hmm. She was done. So police also served subpoenas to several of Terry's friends who were very like supportive of her during this investigation. So these were friends that came forward like, how could you guys be looking at our friend Terry? She's innocent. She's a great mom. So one of these friends, her name was Dee Dee. She actually left work abruptly on the morning that Chiron went missing and was gone for about 90 minutes with no explanation. Hmm. That same friend also helped Terry purchase a burner phone after Chiron went missing for reasons that we do not know. What do you need a burner phone for? I Exactly. Like, I wouldn't even know where to go to get one, to be honest. Well, it, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know either. I'm, I was about to say, the gas station. I, I was about to say, I don't really, <laughs> circle I don't really know if that's true, but seriously, like, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. And why you would need help getting one? Yeah. Again, I don't know. So I will say this person was questioned by police for three hours. She was very cooperative. She allowed police to search her home and her car. Nothing came of that. But she did later refuse to cooperate when they asked her to give a formal deposition about Mm. her whereabouts on that day. Okay. So just a loose connection there. So by November of 2010, so this is months after Kyron went missing, the search efforts had brought in over 4,000 tips and it was estimated to cost $1.4 million. Wow. So that's how hard they went to try to find this kid. So a Facebook group was set up called Find Kyron Horman. It's very active still today. You do have to join it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be accepted into the group. We are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just so you know, if you want to go and scroll that. There's also a website, uh, bringkyronhome.org. Terry was never officially listed as a suspect or even a person of interest, although it was pretty clear to everyone that she was like the target of Mm -hmm. something something Mm -hmm. that law enforcement and the family believed. And they think that she was involved with Kyron's disappearance. Okay. So in 2012, so two years later, Desiree, Desiree, Kyron's mom, filed a civil suit against Terry, Mm -hmm. claiming that she was responsible for Kyron's disappearance and that she kidnapped him and urged the courts to require her to come forward with information about his whereabouts And she asked for $10 million in damages. So we see this happen, these civil suits, when you can't press criminal charges, you know, think OJ. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the civil suit was later dropped because evidence was needed to cooperate her claims. And at that time, the police's records were sealed because the investigation was still ongoing. So she really didn't have enough evidence Mm -hmm. to move forward. And Desiree didn't want to interfere with the investigation because ultimately her goal was to find Kyron. That was the Mm -hmm. most important thing. So she just dropped it and was like, look, I'm just going to let the police do their thing, but I want her to know 
She's on my radar and I'm coming for her. Okay. 2013. Desiree and Kane, mom and dad, Mm -hmm. went on the Dr. Phil show Mm. to get Kyron's story out there. Terry was also invited, but she refused to go. Okay. Both parents claimed that Terry was involved in some way and that she knew where their son was. They claimed that she was an alcoholic and that her and Kane's marriage was falling apart. She did have a DUI charge Mm -hmm. and child endangerment because her older son was in the car when she was pulled over with a DUI. Not that that means she's an alcoholic. She might have made a bad decision that day, but just Mm -hmm. it's information that's out there. So they speculate that Terry was angry at Kane and that she did something to Kyron to punish him in some way. Hmm. There were whispers of an affair. I have well, who's the guy in her car? No, no, no. There were whispers of Kane oh. having okay. an affair. Okay. And that possibly Terry suspected it or was aware of it or had found out. This has never been corroborated and Kane says no. I was not cheating on her, but that is part of their speculation that she thought that she was angry and she was trying to punish Cain. So she did something to Chiron. Desiree said that about a year before Chiron went missing, he had started being very upset when he had to go back to Mm Cain and Terry's home. Like he would cry a lot. He started wetting the bed. Which wasn't normal for him. Like he hadn't been doing that for years. And then all of a sudden it started. So there were red flags for her. Like looking back, Mm -hmm. she was like, ah, something might have been going on. So Kane denies knowing of any abuse that was going on in their home. But he did say that he thought that Terry was an alcoholic, that she would be passed out sometimes, and that his kids would just be like, like he'd come home and they would just be, she'd be asleep Mm -hmm. on the couch and they'd be running around. And he did say that their marriage was in trouble. Like they Mm -hmm. were having problems. We weren't happy. Both of Kyron's parents do not believe that Kyron would have left the school on his own Mm -hmm. or with a stranger because he was very shy. He was very like reserved, kind of untrusting, honestly, Mm -hmm. in a way. And he couldn't see very well. Like he had super Mm -hmm. bad eyesight and it was just like he needed a crutch person all Mm -hmm. the time. So like he was not needy, but like, He was seven. He was a little boy and he wanted a trusted adult. So they don't think that he would have left with someone he didn't know or that he would just been like, I'm going to go take a walk because the door is open. Just not in his character. So in 2016, Terry finally agreed to speak out publicly and she also went on the Dr. Phil show. No, now she'll go. (laughs) So this is a two part episode. Okay. I really had a lot of fun. Watching, I watched three Dr. Phil's for this case. I haven't watched Dr. Phil in a really long time. <laughs> same. I have not either. And he still hits the same. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. He is some kind of something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she basically defended herself the entire time. She went over her timeline with Dr. Phil of like what I laid out to you that's been verified. Like there's no way I could have had Chiron with me. Like I left the school. I immediately went to a grocery store. I immediately went to another one. It all makes sense, right? She explained why she failed the polygraphs. You know, she's deaf in one ear. She got frustrated. And then she was like, I'm not going to take another one because you're after me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm done with you. 
She told him about the landscaper and her justification for why he said that and why he went and did like a formal testimony deposition was because he was being threatened to speak out against her or he would be deported. So that somebody came to him and said, you're going to say that she told you this or we're going to deport you. Because that's what everyone does. Please do. (laughs) I mean, right. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. She also told Dr. Phil that the reason that she became uncooperative with police was because that her attorneys advised her to stop speaking to police, stop speaking to the family, stop speaking to the media. Terry also claimed that the day before Kyron's disappearance, there had been a man in a white truck parked at a 7-Eleven. She also had a white truck, by the way. I just want just to think, you know, Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, we saw you in your white truck. So this man had a white truck. He was parked at a 7-Eleven store not too far away. And he was acting very strangely and pacing around the parking lot for like an hour to the point where it got concerning and an employee from 7-Eleven approached him. And when he was approached, all he said was, where's the nearest school? And they told him Skyline Elementary, which was Kyron's school where mm-hmm. he went missing from. Terry said that this lead was completely ignored And that police should have looked farther into it because it could have been a person who went into the school to, like, kidnap a kid. Mm, Police have never confirmed this lead. So I don't know about that. But again, their records are sealed. So we're not getting a lot of information from them. But they've never publicly said anything. They could have talked to this 7-Eleven employee to see if this conversation actually happened. Of course they could have. Yeah. We just don't Mm -hmm. know. So in May of – oh, wait. Okay. So – So she says, this is what happened. I believe he was kidnapped by a stranger from the school because there was a lot of things going on. Dr. Phil was like, he was Dr. Phil. He was not buying a thing she was selling. And at one point while she was shaking her, like he was shaking her head, like she was saying some kind of explanation and he was like shaking his head, like, girl, you got to be kidding me. And she goes, (laughs) I know you can't make this stuff up. And he goes, well, you sure can. (laughs) Like, he basically oh, told Phil. her, like, oh, Dr. Phil. <laughs> so Terry cried a lot on the Dr. Phil show. She told them that Kyron was her son and that she had lost her husband, she had lost her son, and she had lost her daughter and her reputation all at the same time. So she was like, I'm a victim of his disappearance as well. Yeah. No, you're not. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so in May of 2017, a secret grand jury panel was held to hear new evidence on Kyron's disappearance. What that evidence is has never been released. A month later, a search was conducted on a road called Skyline Boulevard, which I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to guess it's the road that the school is on Mm -hmm. because the school Mm -hmm. is Skyline Elementary, but I don't know. And we don't know why they Mm -hmm. searched it. But there's been no activity, very little activity, at least publicly, since that time. However, we do know that Kyron's case is still considered active and ongoing. Okay. Oh, it is. We have never found Kyron. That is just so crazy that he just disappeared without a trace. I mean. From his school. That's like the scariest. Like you said, yes. the school and you're like, somebody's going to have eyes on them. Like they're accounted for. What? There's no um, CCTV. There wasn't any um, video footage from the school. None. 
I looked mm-hmm. at that too. There was no cameras at the school. So Kyron's mom has started a nonprofit called the Kyron Horman Foundation. So mm-hmm. this organization assists families with missing loved ones. They give searches, services, and education on how to quickly assemble and launch effective public awareness campaigns mm-hmm. and how to partner with law enforcement and media and just like give counsel throughout search mm-hmm. efforts and processes. They hold a charity event called Kyron's Car Show to help raise money for mm-hmm. services for the family. Yeah. And for the missing loved ones. So they just did have a car wash for Kyron on June 4th of this year, 2023, which is the 13 year anniversary of his disappearance. Mm-hmm. And they were raising money specifically that would go towards additional searches and to hire a private investigator. Hmm. If Kyron were alive today, he would be 20 years old. Gosh. Age progression photos have been released of Kyron over the years, which I will post, as well as information on who you can contact if you have any inf- any information on Kyron's disappearance. I can't believe it's been that long, honestly. 13 years. Yeah. Terry, I looked her up because you know I have to know what they're doing. Her name is Terry Vasquez now. You can find her. She doesn't speak publicly anymore and is like, I guess, just trying to move on with her life. But mm-hmm. I think she was like pretty ostracized. And she doesn't Especially have after her kids or her daughter. No. So I do think that she does have um, contact with her daughter now because she did eventually get like some type of custody back. I think at first it was like supervised visits. And then I guess it's probably 13 years it's evolved, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So I do think that she does have a relationship with her daughter, but I don't know that for sure. She's mm-hmm. very quiet. She does not want to be bothered mm-hmm. after the Dr. Phil show. It, it was that Dr. Phil show was not a good look for her. Right, right. Oh, man, I want to watch it. Now. I mean, I'm going to say this. Okay. First of all, don't come at us innocent till proven guilty. And clearly you've never been listed as a suspect or a person of interest or any of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. okay, there's that. Also, if let's just, okay, so he was at school with her. Mm -hmm. So if he left, he would presumably have left with her. Mm -hmm. She immediately went to another store within Mm -hmm. like minutes and he wasn't with her. So where did he go? Yeah, no, I get that. She certainly wouldn't have had time to have killed him and stashed him his body somewhere right. or so another person that she hired or somehow coerced into helping her do something would be the only plausible explanation right and she went to those that store to have an alibi because she knew she'd be on cctv possibly mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> So there would have had to have been somebody else involved, in my opinion. Right. No, I agree. Because unless she just like left him in the car, but I feel like then you might have he a witness was saying, I saw a kid in a car and, or he got out, you know, like it, there would just you know, be too many like variables that would happen if she just left him in the car. That's true. And I do want to say that I think her car was also seen on some footage, mm. like maybe not every single place, but I feel like. 
when I was watching a documentary, it did show her car, like, mm-hmm. park. Hmm. You know, so, like, they could see in the car and she... Right. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know where he is. And my heart, this mom, I'm going to tell you, the dad too, but, like, specifically the mom, she is a real champion for, like... Just in general. She just mm-hmm. is. She's a really great lady. She's so vulnerable mm-hmm. all the time that like she, you feel like you're sitting across the table from her when she is like talking about what this has done to her and how angry she is and heartbroken. And she's a great lady. Mm-hmm. And I think that she will never give up. Never. hmm And I will say that I saw an interview of her, I think from this most recent car wash. And she basically was like, we're coming for you, Terry. Don't sleep. So she is not um, shy about who she believes is responsible and involved. Totally believes that Terry had some. And it was like on the, the news. It was like Mm -hmm. a news person was interviewing her for like a segment on their local news station. And she like just blasted her out. So she didn't cut it. No, (laughs) no. And she's not backing down. Wow. Like she wants her baby back. She wants to know where he is. What happened Uh, to him? Where is he? Why? Yes. I want to know. I know. I do. Sweet little boy who probably would have grown up to be an investigator. I know. Solving crimes. Yeah. The school is on Skyline Boulevard. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So they searched that based on new evidence, but we don't know what the new evidence was or Mm -hmm. why. But I mean, the thing is when you're searching so many years after the fact, Mm -hmm. you're, you're looking for remains. You're looking for... Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's what I would think. But they've never found anything. They've never found him or any remains or any... I mean, he literally vanished walking down yeah, the line. That's just insane. And the I time just... frame, like, if somebody did come in and grab him... Right. Unless she was lying about walking him down the hallway. Like, let's say they were walking around to all the classrooms and she did have somebody waiting in her truck and she walked him out the front door and somebody waiting in her truck took took him and just no one saw Yeah, that's true. And then she said, no, I watched him walk down the hallway. Right. That's possible. I'm just looking at maps now. Of the area. Do you know, it's because I we just went to Oregon recently and the whole time I was there, I was thinking... So many people could get away with stuff here. Oh, yeah? It's just, like, so wooded and so, like, yeah. there's so many places to hide things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know the Pacific Northwest is a real hot spot for crime and serial killers. Well, clearly, we have have friends who only do Pacific Northwest crimes. And so I understand, going, totally understand why. Scary. It's lots of places to hide and to hide things. Hmm. (laughs) Well, it's sad that I, and I, she did say, mom, so I'm not saying this. I do believe it. But she said, I don't think he 
Like she was like, of course I'm hopeful that he's going to walk in the door one day or like call Mm -hmm. me on the phone one day. But she was like, I don't think that he's still. Yes. Like, it's just, he was seven. Like, where is he if he's I know. And yeah, especially being like, he'd be an adult now and would, I'd imagine have some sort of memory of it and then be like, wait, that's me. (laughs) Right. The motive is super messed up. Also, like, if it was something that Terry was involved with, like, what happened? Why Mm. would you hurt this little boy who was a good little boy? Right. Yeah, exactly. Don't, you're mad at your husband. Just figure out what, that's what mom said. Right. I don't know that police have said that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'll post all this stuff as much as I can. And I will have information if you have information. I, um, I recommend the Facebook page if this is a case that you would like to follow because it is very active, like daily posts, not necessarily specifically about his case, but just like somebody's managing that page. It has Mm -hmm. like eight, like almost 8,000 members in the group. So, and for it to be that active this long after Mm -hmm. is pretty. Yeah. And like I said, they just did that car wash. They're hoping to get a private investigator and do more searches. So the family Mm -hmm. knows things we don't, I think. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's if it's a case that you want to follow, I think this is still a really active one. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. wow. Well, thanks for doing that. I mean, I do know that I remember hearing about it. I remember watching news about it, and but and it being kind of suspicious with somebody from the family. But I couldn't remember all the specific information. And gosh, mm-hmm. man. Poor Kyron. I know. So sweet. And we don't know what happened to him. That's what I hate the worst. Right. Yeah. He's just gone. Right. Like, I'm glad that you didn't have to describe a horrific scene, but. Right. This is also horrific. Yeah. At the same time, like, where is he? Right. What did you do with him? Whoever has him or had him, what did you do with him? Right. Like, give this family some peace. Come on. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Well, thanks for diving into it. And thanks, Lex, for. Sending it our way. Yes. Thank you, Lex. From Wetumpka. Wetumpka. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I was like, I just love the name when I was writing her. I know. It's the best. I remember that episode. I was like, how many times did Beth say Wetumpka? I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really sad case too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Well, let us know what you think. What are your theories? What are you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't have. Yeah. I hate the ones where you like, well, I hate the unsolved ones because clearly like solved ones, we know, we know what happened. We know why you did it. We know how you did it. Justice was served. Somebody's in jail. These ones that you don't know, it's like, what? You feel the heartbreak, you know, for the family. Like you Mm -hmm. feel it. It becomes a part of you. Right. It's like one of those ones that like changes your fabric. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, anyways, come check us out on social media. Check out the stuff that Beth will post about this case. And come find us over on Patreon. We've got a bunch of episodes. If you have a boring summer going on, you need something to listen to. There's several dozen. Not not boring things (laughs) over there. Not boring things over there. And when is this one dropping again? You're so good at that. We're in August. I closed my calendar. August 7th. Happy August 7th. (laughs) Well, so you heard uh, some snippets of things in the past. 
that you might be interested in. So come check us out over on Patreon. Um, Get to know us a little bit better. And just always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets.